Welcome to episode 113 of the Ask Spurgeon podcast. My name is Dave Holt and again so glad that you decided to join me today to listen to some timeless truth from the pulpit of Charles Haddon Spurgeon as we seek answers to very important questions for our lives and indeed for eternity. If you'd like to become a subscriber of this podcast, do press on the subscribe button on your preferred podcast channel and that way you'll ensure that you'll never miss out on any episode. Now over the past few days, we've been looking at the first and greatest commandment according to Jesus. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Our question for today, Reverend Spurgeon, is it possible to keep the first and greatest commandment? My friends, If you understand this commandment, you will at once hang down your hands and say, Obedience to that is quite impossible. Thorough and perfect obedience to that no man can hope to reach. Some of you think you will go to heaven by your good works to you. This is the first stone that you are to step upon. I am sure it is too high for your reach. You might as well try to climb to heaven by the mountains of the earth and take the Himalayas to be your first step. For to obey this must always be an impossibility. But remember, you cannot be saved by your works if you cannot obey this entirely, perfectly, constantly and forever. Well, says one, I dare say, if I try and obey it as well as I can, that will do. No, sir, it will not. God demands that you perfectly obey this, and if you do not perfectly obey it, he will condemn you. Oh, cries one, who then can be saved? Ah, that is the point to which I wish to bring you. Who then can be saved by this law? Why? No one in the world. Salvation by the works of the law is proved to be a clean impossibility. None of you, therefore, will say you will try to obey it and so hope to be saved. Me into hell, I dare not say otherwise. I have broken this command from my youth up, even since my conversion. I have violated it every day. I know that if you should lay justice to the line and righteousness to the plummet, I must be swept away forever. Lord, I renounce my trust in the law, for by it I know I can never see your face and be accepted. But listen, I hear the Christian say another thing. Oh, he says to the commandment, Commandment I cannot keep you, but my Saviour kept you, and what my Saviour did, he did for all them who believe. And now, O Lord, what Jesus did is mine. Have you any question to bring against me? You demand that I should keep this commandment holy. Lo, my Saviour kept it holy for me, and he is my substitute. What I cannot do myself... My Saviour has done for me. 
You cannot reject the work of the substitute, for God accepted it in the day when he raised him from the dead. O Lord, shut your mouth forever. You can never condemn me. Though I break you a thousand times, I put my simple trust in Jesus and in Jesus only. His righteousness is mine, and with it I pay the debt and satisfy your hungry mouth. Oh, cries one, I wish I could say that I could thus escape the wrath of the law. Oh, that I knew that Christ did keep the law for me. Stop then, and I will tell you. Do you feel today that you are guilty, lost, and ruined? Do you, with tears in your eyes, confess that none but Jesus can do you good? Are you willing to give up all trusts and cast yourself alone on him who died upon the cross? Can you look to Calvary and see the bleeding sufferer, all crimson with streams of gore? Can you say, A guilty, weak, and helpless worm, into your arms I fall. Jesus, be you my righteousness. Can you say that? Then he kept the law for you, and the law cannot condemn whom Christ has absolved. If law comes to you and says, I will damn you because you did not keep the law, tell him that he dares not touch a hair of your head. For though he did not keep it, Christ kept it for you, and Christ's righteousness is yours. Tell him there is the money, and though you did not coin it, Christ did. And tell him when you have paid him all he asks for, he dares not touch you. You must be free, for Christ has satisfied the law. And after that, and here I conclude, O child of God, I know what you will say. After you have seen the law satisfied by Jesus, you will fall on your knees and say, Lord, I thank you that this law cannot condemn me, for I believe in Jesus. But now, Lord, help me from this time forever to keep it. Lord, give me a new heart, for this old heart never will love you. Lord, give me a new life, for this old life is too vile. Lord, give me a new understanding. Wash my mind with the clean water of the Spirit. Come and dwell in my judgment, my memory, my thought, and then give me the new strength of your Spirit, and I will, by your grace, love you with all my new heart, with all my new life, with all my renewed mind, and with all my spiritual strength from this time forth, even forever. Well, there you have it, the answer to the question, is it possible to keep the first and greatest commandment? That answer, which by the way was provided on the Sunday morning of the 8th of November, 1857, at the Music Hall, Royal Surrey Gardens, titled, The First and Great Commandment. It's been so good to share these truths with you on the Ask Spurgeon podcast today. If you'd like to discuss today's episode with me or perhaps hear a little bit further about how you might come to know and understand and appreciate the grace of God for yourself 
in saving you? Well then, please don't hesitate to contact me by writing to dave at askspurgeon.com. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to be a blessing further to you. Until next time, I do want to say God bless you and keep you and allow me to pray with you before we go. Oh God, thank you for making a way, for making a way whereby we need not be condemned by the demands of the command. Thank you for Jesus who kept every single letter of the law that for those who place their trust in Him, in Him the law has been kept perfectly. Thank you, Jesus, for being our substitute. Thank you, Jesus, for taking upon yourself our guilt. And thank you, Jesus, for rising again, our living Lord, our precious Savior, our everlasting King. 